2: Hey guys, just wanted to share a message from our sponsor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. The creation tool allows you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm.
0: Acting Class Weekly with legendary character actor Sean Whelan. Lessons, tips, and insight into the craft and business of acting from a man who's been directed by the likes of Spielberg, Eastwood, Tim Burton, Ang Lee, Michael Bay, Wes Craven, Tom Hanks, and many more of Hollywood's A-List. He is 30 years an actor and your professor, Sean Whelan.
3: Oh, uh, Roxy? Sean? I broke out the blue jacket today.
2: I know you did. It's a I special day. I broke out the
3: blue jacket, the fancy French blue jacket, and why. And I always have a reason, but I'm not allowed to go too long because Jeff gets mad if we get too wacky. Which <laughs> is that it, it's because it's flashy and fun, because every time that I go see our special guest, Lisa Beach, I Actually, in all honestly, casting director Lisa Beach sitting next to me, uh, I honestly sometimes feel bad for actors who maybe don't know her, because we are not very polite in terms of going, go, hi, how are you? Good to see It's a Lisa Shalom. How's your daughter at college? And so if you were sitting out there in the waiting room, you might be like, oh, I'll never get this because they're, they're such good friends. It's but true. we're but we're loud and pretty obnoxious every time we see yeah. each other because we have so much fun. We've known each other for years. We even did the thing where we, you remember Scott Bolin was in here and he went back and he found the first audition. We could, it's so far back, we don't even. We, oh, you don't no, know the I, first time you were I in her room. I literally don't know. But I, we've known each other for easily 25, 30 years, right? Yeah, but I've known easily. about you
1: for a lot longer than that. Because, yeah. I mean, you truly are my, I will never, ever, ever forget, like, Aaron Burr. I mean, yeah, I know yeah, you yeah. get that all the time, but I swear yeah. to God, I still, sometimes I say, Ellen Burr. Yeah, yeah, you know, People say just, that all
3: the time. You know, so. And and we just, we just, every, it's the funnest thing to you go, yeah, you got an audition. It's with Lisa Beach. You're like, yes, because you get to, you know it's going to be a blast. It's always a it's always a blast. Thank you. And uh, that's what we're talking about uh, today. We're just going to pick Lisa's brain on you know, as you know, uh, you guys, as you guys know, I've done things about auditioning, and I ran it by Scott Boland and Vicky Bars, and I want to run it by Lisa and see. Every casting director is different, but they always also bring anything and. I certainly don't want to teach something that I feel like if a casting director goes, that's nothing like an audition or a way an actor should be. I want to get corrected as well. So we're going to pick her brain and see that. And then at the very end, we both had the pleasure of working with a sweet, wonderful man, Wes Craven. We're going to talk about that a little bit. So, uh, but before we get into talking to Lisa, the cast director, I want to remind you that I'm working with uh, Miss Phenomenal, Roxy Stryer.
2: Thank you so much, Sean. Give me a percentage. You would say 85 85 is that uh, that's very kind of you sir really i, I think so uh, really what do you feel like you're at? I, I feel like i'm at i'm at a solid 50. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but the fact that you're pushing through that's very good mr fantabulous in the booth always 110
0: you know not always 110 percent faking it that's i've uh, knock on wood the only time i got fairly sick this year was during our like holiday sort of time where the studio takes off time so i was able to be oh, sick you're and so uh so lucky very impressed, Rox. You are um Yeah, you're a fighter. Trooper. She's Thanks, a fighter. Friends. Never trooper. one to um not not push through, which you Sean, you can talk a bit. That's important yeah, for that talent. Is Im- you know?
3: That is important for talent. If you you know, sometimes and I've heard this from casting director Lisa before we go into Sean's week, will you tell us this? I've heard that sometimes it because people are more relaxed and tired, they do kinda of, when they're under the weather a little bit, they give better performances because they don't because they don't have that like nervous energy, they're like, Ugh, I'm fine. I'm just gonna yeah. get through it. And because of that they this not caring is actually works in their favor.
1: Yeah, because, of, but as long as there's just still a little bit of heightened okay, it's an audition yeah. but it's like I feel crappy audition. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. But you're yeah, just yeah. willing to just say, you know what, if I don't get it, I know why I didn't get it yeah, as opposed exactly. to the other way.
3: Or the worst thing to do, and I'll—I I'll, know we're jumping ahead a little bit, but walking in and going, "Listen, I didn't know how to prepare because I'm really sick," and no one wants to hear that. No one wants to hear the sob story. No. So just go in there, do your best, and if you don't get it, and you know, or if you get bad feedback, or, or sometimes then you could say, "Well, she was really sick," and you go, then you're impressed, and you go, "Wow, they right. came in," as opposed to going, "I didn't get to read it. I didn't get to do this. I didn't," you know. And uh, Roxy, not much of an excuse maker. So. No,
2: I, the, I only texted you guys because I was like, vocally, you're going to no. know. I'm not able to hide this Yoda Kermit voice that I have going on. Otherwise, I wouldn't have said anything and shown
0: up. Hello. I will say for the podcast listeners that we have a beautiful box of tissues on the table just to celebrate Roxy's resilience. Yes. And uh, fun fact, Rachel Brosnahan actually got the role of Mrs. Maisel incredibly, incredibly sick. She tells the story like crawl out of bed on all fours to get the part. So. Roxy, when your Maisel audition comes, we know you'll be there. Thank you, friend. And the one, Thank I, you.
3: the one I know right off the bat is Gene Kelly doing Singing in the Rain with Pneumonia. Wow. That's the fact. So
2: if he can do it, I can do there it. There you go. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> uh,
3: and, and Mr. Fantabulous, when are you going to start the rain over Roxy, right?
0: Oh, yeah. It'll be a <laughs> rain machine. And fun fact, filled with milk as well, so it shows up on camera. That's yes. what they had to exactly. do for Singing in the Rain. Crazy. So, we have uh, yeah, fun facts right? It's
2: really. Uh,
3: okay, so let's get into my week. And I think we have to do a struggle yes. vibe. It's got to be a struggle vibe, but pers- per- struggling but persevering vibe. I don't know what that's going to mean to you three. We're ready. One, two, three. Shaw's week. week. Ooh, I like the. You went, uh, you went James T. Kirk. Uh, Mr. Love yeah, He, he
2: kind of did. He, didn't,
3: he did that. the spoken word, yeah. which is very interesting. Uh, lots of coaching. Um, this week I've got a lot of self tapes that I'm helping people with. I was doing that. My sketch troupe, I got two more people coming in. I'm so I have an abundance of sketches for the sketch show that we're doing. We, I have to, I literally have to tell them to stop writing. We have so many funny sketches. And our show's going to be at the beginning of April, so now we're going to start rehearsing. Um, it's just, it's really, really fun. That's been, amazing,
2: because sometimes I feel like it's a struggle for you to pull out the right amount of sketches, and then sometimes you have so yeah, many Yeah,
3: and now I'm just, I'm over, and, and this one sketch show we thought we were going to, because we only did it once, we were going to definitely take a lot of the sketches from that show to pad the new... We can't. We have too many. So now I'm going to have to add shows to even cover all the material. So that's always a great feeling when they have a lot of stuff that you're all excited about. So that's fun. And then uh, I'm getting ready for my Memphis workshop in a couple weeks. I'm um, doing my improv show and we're calling. This is
2: the corporate one again, Sean?
3: No, this isn't the corporate one. This is uh, Forrest Pruitt, who I've talked about doing the improv show. But for the first time, Forrest is going to have his improvisers do a showcase. We're going to do a showcase and we're inviting people because I said, listen, I've come and done all these workshops. I want to show, let's get an audience and get some casting people in there and stuff. So that's really, really fun. And then uh, I'm having so much fun just creatively on TikTok. That's so much fun. It's just getting my brain going. And I'm actually learning directing and editing and, you know, I'll have an idea and how to piece it together, which is great for Crust. So It's like a little learning thing for Crust. I love it. This
2: is what you said to me right before the show started. You said, do you follow me on TikTok? Oh, yeah. I said, I I, I don't use TikTok. He says, well, you need to get on just to see what I'm doing That's exactly there. right. Which, honestly, I intend to this very afternoon. Yeah. 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 I have yeah. to see what you're doing. Two yeah, new you, followers you, today. There you for go. For sure. Yeah. You yeah. guys
3: will love it. It's really silly. And then uh, the funnest thing yesterday, I was privy to go to never been kissed the musical Uh, it's in LA it's for a couple more weeks look it up it's so much fun they wanted to obviously have cast members there and meet the cast it's just a blast it's a Sunday brunch Um, it's down in Los Feliz I'm blanking something Rockwell Rockwell?
0: table and stage thank you it's at the Rockwell
3: yes so great, Sean. We need. I need to do. Uh, I realize Psyche on Vine is a perfect place to do that. That play there. Why? What? What about?
2: I just love it there. And um,
3: you have to go. I'm it's very excited. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. Okay. It's a really fun musical. They're so talented. Did and they it was, shout
2: you out from the audience?
3: Uh, yeah, well, they did a prom, uh, they did a prom king thing, and so I got a little crown. And then so when they're doing the, they had the prom king, and then they gave the princes out, and they gave me one of the prince crowns. <laughs> I'm a prom prince. Signed by it was a Burger King thing signed by the cast. So it oh, was wow. very fun. I don't want to go too long because I really we got a lot to talk about with Lisa, but uh, before we do. Um, since we talked about audiences and fun, you guys are fun and audience as well. This is so
2: true. They are fun and audience-y, are my transitions
3: getting better? Amazing. I'm a horrible podcast. You guys character. at
2: home, <laughs> uh, we do this because you guys are here. You've been such an incredible audience, a fun audience. Thank yes. you go. Thanks for and working And We give shout-outs every week to people who are writing comments on Apple Podcasts or on YouTube. So this week, I wanted to shout-out Mandy9971, who says that this is great for TV fans you're gonna really like this one Sean I bet she says I'm a huge TV and film fan with no plans to act but that being said wow. you don't have to be to uh, to you don't have to be to enjoy acting class weekly I love the behind the scenes info Sean's story from the set and advice that can apply to all areas of life like persistence working through the difficulties and practicing good mental health this podcast has given me a greater respect for the craft great life advice plus a long list of movies I need to watch. Five stars. Mandy! Isn't that yeah. great? Wow. That is fantastic. With all Mandy, the exclamation points in the world in there, too. If I was less so sick, I would have shouted the whole thing. You would have thing. shouted them. Uh, Mandy, we really appreciate this. And so to anybody who's leaving that. comments, we've gotten so many comments recently, so, Sean. Wow. Uh, we're very grateful. Keep putting them in there, and we will shout every single person who writes a comment on Apple Podcasts out in the weeks to come on this show. Thank you guys so much. Five stars, thumbs up, subscribe, all that great stuff. Yay. We really
3: Appreciate it. So we're gonna jump in. With Le- we were, we went to a little coffee and we were talking about you know acting and the whole thing. Uh, guys, you know I always and we already mentioned this. We always talk about how we met and we just can't remember it because yeah, we've it's just known each other forever. Yeah. We, we can't um, even
2: guess. I'm trying to think no, of no. honestly. Wow, I know I that mean, I, I, if I dated, I, guess well, I was really excited. if
1: we
3: went, if we went back to. Oh, it has to be... So it had to be obviously after the milk commercial then, right? Yeah. It would have to be. Well, that was... because I was—I mean, I was acting before that a couple of years, but it was mostly commercial. And I didn't right. get... And I was probably with Pam Ellis? Was I with Pam? Oh, yeah. yeah was, so, it was that okay. long ago. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. If I was with Pam, for sure. I don't remember, was... but I
1: remember when it was the opportunity and you were submitted. I saw your picture, because in the old days we used to get yeah. stacks of headshots. Yeah. And it was like, oh, Sean Whalen, I know this guy. We totally <laughs> have to bring him in for this part. <laughs> that's amazing. And we did, and that's like, I mean, whatever And we it was.
3: had a blast from literally time one, and then we've just Every time we come in, we just laugh and talk, and we right. you know we know each- all of each other's lives on Facebook friends and exactly. the whole thing. So yep. Ooh, Facebook uh, official, yes, friends, Facebook yeah. official friends. Facebook and then uh, so really briefly, I, we always like to just take a couple minutes. Can you tell us how? What, what is the? How did Lisa Beach get into casting? Do you remember how? Like oh, the absolutely okay every like date. Okay, um, <laughs> let's
1: see. I uh, all right. Long story short. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I wanted to get married and have five kids, but that wasn't happening, and okay. so and nobody was asking. And so I, um, <laughs> I did have a boyfriend who worked in the business, and he and we went down. He was working on a movie called. And Vol- where are you
3: located at this time? Are you at living that in L.A.? Point,
1: uh, well, I'm going to jump to the pe- okay. f- when we got to L.A. We okay. were in New York. Uh, You're in for, New York. We're okay. in New York, and then um, he was working on a movie called Volunteers. The Tom Hanks and Rich yeah. Wilson went down to Mexico to live with him for three months while he was doing that, and I met the director, who then said, "Why don't you be my assistant?" when you come back to Los Angeles and we moved to Los Angeles and then he was casting a movie uh, that David Rubin was casting. David Rubin. David Rubin, my first David. boss. Yeah. and David, nicest guy. The nicest guy on the planet. And yep. so David hired me on October 20th, 1986 to wow. be his uh, assistant and I said, David, I don't know anything about casting. He said, I will teach you everything you need to know. Wow. And it was so great to start with him and our first movie was a Little Nikita with um, wow. Sidney Poitier and River Phoenix oh my and, God. and, you know, one thing Led to another, and then I, you know, branch out. And our next, our first associate, our assistant, was Debbie Zane. Who, oh, Deborah Zane. Deborah Zane. I love Debbie Zane. And we
2: found her through a complete fluke, too. And so it just. It's, yeah,
1: yeah, started a it's long like time a ago. Hollywood so, right.
3: casting royalty, which is wild.
2: You didn't grow up thinking like, okay, I want to be in this industry. I just
1: don't know how. The, what happened was that my mother and I went to see Sleeper back in like 1975 or mm-hmm. whatever it was, and the, the screen said casting by Lynn Stolemaster in the Oof. dark. And my mother turned to me and she said, "Now wouldn't that be a fun job?" And she, how said, fun. she said, "Why don't you write to her?" And you know, of course, nobody knew that Lynn Stolemaster wasn't a, yeah. a woman, yeah. and so I thought that would be a great job, but I totally. He never pursued it, never felt wow. it. Wow, how again, weird.
3: I want to get married and have See, five kids. See, that's your vision board, too. We were talking about that. My vision board. All right, because yeah, Lisa called me out because I said I used to have the biggest crush on Maria Menounos. Like, right.
2: huge. And she was on your vision board. And, now, exactly. and that's because what she said. Board. She right. said just, she
3: was probably... that's why she's in your life doing your little intro right now. So that's crazy. So I'm just going to run down just a few. Seventeen again. Horrible Bosses. Hannah Montana the movie. About Schmidt. Scream. One, two, three. Girl Interrupted. Election. One of my f- my favorite Alexander Pan movies. Sorry. Citizen Ruth. My f- uh, Just... Oh, I love that movie You're so much. That, yeah. So funny. Yeah, so... Lisa's done a lot of TV, tons, look her up, you'll see. Um so it's an unbelievable resume. Yeah, it is. Thank it's, you very much. It is. Appreciate it's really great. It. I mean, and, we've had something amazing. And and the yeah. great thing is it's all and, and I'll tell you guys, I have told you guys about the date idea, and we're gonna talk about that a little later, but man, Lisa would just make you comfortable. But it's so smart because if we're not comfortable we're gonna give a crappy performance so there's no reason to be uncomfortable but let's start breaking down so what do you so I did a bunch of different things and I'm just gonna reference these podcasts and see what you feel about them so understanding a scene how can you tell like when a guy when a guy or girl walks in uh, to do a scene that they understand the scene like they just get it
1: well that's a great question um, okay. because what I always see just an actor do is consider the source of your material like is it a multi-camera comedy yes. is it a single camera comedy is it a procedural drama is it a you know yeah. a, a movie No, like- the genre yeah, know the genre, and know your casting director, because I think that if you take a look at what your casting director has done, you'll see what she hasn't, he or she hasn't done, so therefore, you you haven't seen me do soap operas, it's just a different style of acting that right. my eye doesn't see. But the stuff that I do do, as well as the stuff that I, you know, I'm obviously sending you the sides for, the audition material for, yeah. um, you need to know exactly what the tone is and right. exactly what the you know what to look for so you know and you need to get as close to the plane of that reality is it right. the reality of drama is it the reality of multi camera right. However, those are played.
3: Yeah, that's well, what you have to know. That is the first takeaway we've, ne- we've never heard that before. Research the casting director. We've now, ne- you know, we always say look at the director and the producer. Yeah, but, but what but, a great idea to look at the casting director to see the kind of tone and the kind of work they do. Right. That's I mean, really good. I put
1: myself in a box, like I think actors should put themselves in a box. Yeah. I find that a lot of actors think they can do comedy. But they can't. Right. But then uh, a lot of comedy actors can do drama. Right. I don't know why they are able to make that transition. It's an easier transition. It's an easier transition than, than somebody who has innately got more of a dramatic soul, yeah. spirit, yeah. whatever, yeah. Um, who just can't jump into comedy the way yeah. a comedy person I can think of a lot of examples. Yeah. Who then, who then like Adam Sandler? I mean, Jim Carrey.
3: I you know, I haven't seen. Right? No, no, no. that's uh, uncut, uncut, uncut gems. It was, was He's
2: excellent. He's he excellent. He,
3: I run it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and and Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind because I yeah. literally when they when they did uh, um, what's the oh god he's in the bubble Jim Carrey why am I forgetting? Oh, Truman. Truman Truman no. Show I was like this isn't a dramatic role. I mean, he's still doing a... He's, you know, a goofiest Jim Carrey, but when I saw Eternal Sunshine, I was like, oh, he can. I was wrong. I was like, I was wrong. I I was like, he'll never be able to... You know, I was a snarky know-it-all in my my 30s, and I was... And he... uh, but when he did Eternal Sunshine, I was like, wow, he's yeah. amazing. But that's
2: interesting you say it because... So you don't think any dramatic actors can jump into the comedy? No, or no, she not didn't much. say that.
3: She said it, but yeah. No, I'm asking a sorry, sorry.
1: For the most part, I well, find defensive. a lot of people who are heavy drama or seriously dramatic or have more of a... I don't know, there's something I, I find that, you know, you're, you've got a... An innate spirit that's either half full or half empty, but I don't mean half empty is a bad thing. I just mean right. you just are a little more solemn or serious, or you yeah. more spiritually peaceful, or I don't even know what I'm trying to. But say it's but well, yeah, it's, I mean, it's kind just, of
3: funny that like how desperate, you know uh the, the dramatic actors are try like John Hamm, Chris Maloney, they're just they really want to show that they can do comedy. They
2: right. really want to show that. You don't think that. John Hamm can do comedy?
3: No, 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 but I it's okay, after Chris Maloney left Oz and and uh, the Svu, or SVU whatever, yeah. right? All he did, he refused Anything, and he just because my my a friend of mine is friends with him, and just dove in a, a million percent into comedy. And John Hamm did the same thing when he was on Mad Men because he was smart enough to go, oh, uh, you know, he did uh, the Mad Men character was so iconic, right? right? So he just wanted to bust it. I think it's a way to like spread out your... You well, know what I mean?
2: Well, Lisa, what would be your advice, then, for somebody who is a dramatic actor who thinks that they are ready for comedy? Is it not not to come in for you? Is it to talk to their agent and see if they're on the same page? Is it to take two years of Groundlings before they even think about coming in your door for a comedy scene?
1: May I have a sip of your tea before we can? <laughs> I,
2: I don't know if you want to sip my tea. At this be. point, I don't really care. Just because I don't... I don't, yeah, don't want to get... I, I can Purell my the oh no no it's all right they'll bring it in right now i'm so sorry what was the question it was more like a dramatic actor who i'm asking what your advice is for a dramatic actor who wants to get into comedy thinks that they're ready do you think they should stay in their box and not try or do you think that they should give it a shot
1: well i think that every actor these days is told by his agent to go to a a groundlings class or a ucb
3: or a Second city or whatever this a million times you got to do a little bit. You've got to
1: try it, but at the same time, I also think that there are people who just aren't, they just innately aren't that person, and I think that that should give them an idea. So when I see on a resume that they've only got UCB 101, or, you know, I, I would love to see that they've gone through the whole program. Thank you so much. Um, and uh, if I if I see that they've done two, three, four, and then they're now on the main stage, then I know they're funny. Then I know that they've, yeah. they've gone through the process, but if they haven't gone through the process and they only do it once, it's just to make commercial casting directors think they can be funny or can do commercials and right,
3: right. Do big shrimp acting? I've, t- I've I've told this guys a million times, and I d- when I go to Playhouse and say, "Listen, I'm teaching a sketch comedy class." I go, "Take it for three months, guys. Just you got to flex that muscle. You got to be able." Uh, I know I've said this before. I know an actor a friend of mine who says, "I only do drama." Man, he's having a tough time. It's just limiting. Well, that is true, but at limiting. the same
1: time, the chances are you probably right. aren't
3: going to get that
1: part because if it's it depends. Is it multi camera comedy? Is it is it more being the um, Leslie Nielsen character yeah, in Airplane, the straight, yeah. the straight guy who actually is
3: probably more of a more dramatic, dramatic guy anyway, yeah. but who
1: can deliver the comedy straight line.
3: Yeah. All right, let's move on to another thing. Wardrobe. How do you feel about how much we should dress? I we were talking about Danny, and I brought him up with Victoria, but who is he was because he's so fantastic. Yeah, yeah. He can get away with it. What do you? You know, would you be... How how dressed for the part should we be when we walk in? I, I mean, wa- I mean does, anything, does anything throw you, or do you care that much uh, if, if they...
1: You know what? I, I think I'd
3: probably appreciate
1: more if you were going to do a self-tape and you came in and, and you were dressed uh, like the nurse. Not you particularly dressed like the nurse. Right. But, um, I would find it, it's... I remember Craig Bierko auditioned for something for us, and he actually got the part of a Hungarian director. It was a David Dobkin movie, okay. and he used his entire apartment, and he dressed in a flowery. He just became that character, and his self-tape was fantastic, and it totally won him the part. Totally won him the part. Totally won him the part. Um, I can think of a couple of other actors who have tr- truly lived it, but when you come in, it just it feels a little weirder, a little odder. I mean, you know, to completely come in in costume, but okay. because we rarely... It rarely happens. It happens, but okay. you know, if you don't, you don't need to come in as a nurse if you're if you're being a nurse. Or you don't right, right, to, right. Yeah.
3: But an essence. Do you like some sort of essence? It's a uh, hint. I mean, like if can I'm a, if I'm a if I'm a cop, what I do when I get a cop thing, uh, a policeman thing, I wear a dark shirt and a dark tie. You know, fine. buttoned up Great. at the top. Like that's totally. enough. Totally. Okay. Fine. Yeah. So just an essence. You're saying yeah. is what you're most comfortable. All right. Here's the big question, and this was the big debate, off book or paper in hand, or whatever. You... See, I've always said... I, I had to work with a woman the other day, and I said, listen, they are not casting memorizers of words. They're casting the character. If you need to look down a couple times, but you're still there, and you're that person, and you're living it out, that's way more important than if you flub a word, or a then, and an uh or a, a, you know, something like that. I said, so you know, if you walk in there, put it down on the ground, the script, and you keep messing up your lines, then hold the paper. Do you know what I mean? That's what I think. So what are your thoughts on, because uh, Vicky and Scott were saying, if you know it, don't hold the paper. Mm. If you don't know it, then use it, whatever. Like, what are your thoughts on? Does it? Do you even think about it that much? I do think about it. It's okay. It's both
1: Sarah, my business partner, and I think about it a lot. Only because I feel that if you have, you the paper in your hand, it means that you are fluid and able to be directed, and it's not, you're not inflexible, and you haven't rehearsed it so much that every time, you know, your character says the word egg, that you yeah, put you your have hand a certain, up in You have a right. certain thing to do. Um, I, I find that there's much more fluidity. I think psychologically, it's more important to see the essence of what you would do as opposed to knowing that you have everything down pat and then it kind of screws you up if you were to miss a line or two or right. order or two, because you have
3: nothing to, you have nothing grab. to go
1: back on and then we have to start again and it's just you can totally feel like the hammock start in a scene and it's just mm-hmm. like the air just goes out of the room and it's like okay happy to start over again
3: but you know so what? you'd rather have someone with the paper much, and just Lunch. and just to have so
2: will that's you great. say that to them if they're in the room will you say would you mind grabbing your sides No, I mean, I I give give them
3: them, the shot, right?
2: I'll give totally give them the shot. If they do a great job, that's great. And they
1: either need to be directed or not. And I usually, you know, we usually do two takes of everything. And, you know, sometimes we don't, but because it's just like, oh, my God, you're great for this. But when we're doing it the second time, it's I like to see how well they can be directed so that I can tell the director how well they would be directed on the set. And also, um, you know, just to see how fluid they are.
2: What about in a self-tape? Would you rather them not have the pages in their hand? You know, it's funny because I actually think it looks odder to see that
1: the paper in hand on the self tape. So most people do audition um right. fully
3: realized in in the self tapes. In
1: the self tape but I'm not just, getting notes. They're not yeah. getting notes, but I also want to make sure that they haven't taken it, you know, it's not take 23. We got a take yeah. 23
3: once. And we yeah. just thought,
1: why would we hire somebody right, who, who let sent it, us... they
3: let it known How by you... accident oh, cuz when yeah. they did it they they did some on their digital thing, they sent the 23rd Third take. take of that so, only one of them, so it's not that they sent 23 takes. No, I you know, get it. But, but they took that's... take twenty three. it was like, oh, I guess he won't be doing very well. On this set, <laughs>
1: yeah, really. And so, right. so be smart about that. Even but if you also, did, you yeah, know what you're showing. you probably shouldn't, you know, yeah. do more than a couple takes because you yeah. would not get that opportunity, you know, in a room. So why not do more than a couple,
3: more than a couple takes? And re- you know, rehearse before you take it. Totally.
1: But at the
2: same time, I would assume that if somebody flubs their first take, you don't want that to be sent to you. You want a take yeah. that they feel proud of. Right. So exactly. hopefully, that comes by the third take. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You should um, have that. That. yes yeah
1: or you can rejigger the number yeah right, but right. if i'm gonna hire you off the tape I, you know i have to know to, that i can recommend you for the director so that between cut uh between action and cut you're a terrific actor and you're right for the part and yes we can hire you off the tape but between act uh, between cut and action i want to make sure that you're going to be good on the set yeah, you yeah, know, yeah That yeah. you're not going to be do. a complete
3: we talked lube. about <laughs> this before that's that seventy thirty. that's seven and we talked about yep. this at coffee 70 percent. are you someone i want to work with because I don't exactly. care if you're the most talented. Now these days, there's so much competition, and people are so much more aware of how people behave, and and if they're re- and if they slow you down, no one needs anyone who's going to slow you down, piss people off. It's just not right. worth it. It's not worth it. Yeah, you were right.
2: the one, Sean, who talked about Tina Fey, the three in the morning. Yeah, we just yeah. say yeah, I, the three I in the morning. That. I
3: love that quote.
2: Walk by right. your hallway,
3: waiting room. How do you feel about lateness?
1: That I think is my biggest pet peeve. Okay, why? I, I, I don't know why it just now, drives me someone, nuts. I know
3: why. What if some? Wait. What is it? Uh, what if someone calls you and says that? That I'm I understand. That, so if someone communicates,
1: yes, well, I mean you know because there is traffic on Colinga right. or there, yeah. whatever it is, it's a reasonable community. But if you're late, and I, I don't know, there's something about it that it, it, when people are late, I always say give yourself enough time to do it, and I don't care yeah. if you come. Early, but no, don't come too early either. Don't come forty minutes early just yeah, because yeah, you're yeah. too afraid. Um, but I also think that that they want that to be reflected on you. That I'm so I'm so important that I need to come in ten minutes late because if I were actually going to
2: schedule you at ten o'clock, I want to see you at ten o'clock because yeah. I'm ready at ten o'clock. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but when somebody shows up late, it's them saying my time is more, more important, important than, than your than yours.
3: time. Yeah, it's like being at a doctor's office and he yeah. makes you wait an hour and a half. And it's like yeah. what.
2: Yeah, hundred yeah. yeah.
3: percent. Yeah, all right. Any quick tips? What's your basic tip if you had to give one for a headshot?
1: Oh God. Okay. Where do I start? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, for me, cool. a headshot is uh, if if I if you only have one headshot to show me, show me the one that's going to give me the biggest piece of pie, as it were. And okay. your, a piece of pie means that it, it shows as broad a range as possible of what it is you can do. So I don't necessarily need to see a small piece of pie. Uh, in which you would be You're making the,
3: super goofy face or something like yeah, that. Yeah,
1: you're making super goofy face, which means you could only be this charactery guy. Or right. or you could only be the nurse because you have the nurse's uniform on or be right. But right. Or it's the sexy glam shot when really you're not that sexy or glamorous. And right, I understand right. why you need to do that. <laughs> right. Um, you know, um so gives you the you essence
3: of you.
1: Yeah, I mean for me it's all about I love a natural background. I love something that's just kind of natural. I am like yeah, you know, as you could probably see, I'm pretty yeah. natural. <laughs> um, you know, I I really I I it's all about natural. I mean, I remember Ryan Reynolds headshot back in the day. Okay, you know, and it was just him in a kind of a slouchy suit. Um, you know, no tie, and just kind of leaning against a, a brick wall in in New yeah. York City with a cobblestone street. So it was probably down in the yeah. meatpacking district yeah. or something which just I just I just said I gotta meet that guy and there were there are quite a few headshots I remember that are just like, oh my God they're just like I want to meet that person because it's so it's so just fresh and new and I just I don't like those giant colored backgrounds of like Ugh. bright yellow
3: or bright no. orange or
1: bright green or it, it, that kind of David Hockney
3: up. thing is going on right now so it's what's the David crazy. Hockney thing Well just the bright colors in the right. background
1: because it does nobody. There
2: it is. Yeah, oh, that's wow. his headshot. That's, oh my god, it's
1: showing on the monitor. I haven't seen that headshot. That
2: he used, and I love that headshot. Was it that wow. far back when he submitted it? Wow. Or was it zoomed in a little bit? Or this no, is the that wow. was his headshot. That's that crazy. Because now
3: they would say you can't see your face. face yeah,
2: no, but I don't care. I wanted to oh, meet that wow. guy. I just thought, you know what, you're a cool dude. So it sounds I want to me him. like you just want to see somebody in a more natural element, and you want to see what they look like. Yeah, what does exactly. This look like? And
1: I want to make sure that when you walk in, it's not like I, what I thought was going to be, you're going to be this person, and then you're
2: completely
1: different. Yeah. I mean, that usually happens with women. I don't mean to sound sexist, but, uh, you no, know, I men, get it. You because know, we're
2: the, the ones that get, but people people hire a makeup artist to do their headshots, and then they don't have a makeup artist when they're going in an audition, so right. it's how their face never looks. Right. It's just yeah. that one day that their face looks like that. Right. And, and then people worry about whether they
1: cut their hair and they should have, I said, you know, we can kind of, you know, there are wigs and things like that. Yeah, so if yeah. you cut your hair, you don't need a new headshot. Because headshots are expensive, and yeah. I, But I love. Um, I would say sometimes even your best friend, somebody you connect with, in the you know like your best friend or your mm-hmm. uncle or aunt or whoever the photographer in your family, take a picture out in the park in good lighting. Um, that and just reminds to, us of you. Yeah, and that,
3: that
2: gets your essence.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you can communicate with them instead of feeling like you, your face is going to be you, I need you to do your face this way. Do I you would,
2: think that you are the the norm for this? Do you no. think that's what so that's not what all casting directors are looking for? You know what, I, I just know what
1: has worked
3: for
2: us for, what you, you know, yeah. yeah, many
1: years. And, and I would say, I
3: would tell my students the, you know, and again, yeah, it was mostly women, I would go, wow, this is such a beautiful thing, but it's not going above your mantle in your parents' house. That's exactly <laughs> what I think. It's not, it's not, it's not not that. It's not your graduation photo. It's not the memory. It's, but it, and I would say I just go, I know you. This doesn't remind me of you at all. Yeah. Like, just say that right off the bat. Alright, so then we also talked about, I know I'm pushing through, but the collaborate, we talked about the dating theory, guys. Listen to my audition thing. About the collab, A, it's a collaboration when you go in. We, but Lisa and I literally had amazing collaborations every time I come in because she, I know she's gonna, get, she wants me to do well and we have fun. She knows I'm gonna bring my choices. Even as you said in. that,
2: Lisa just give a thumbs up under the table. <laughs> she's like, oh yeah.
3: We always well because I'm walking in with something, she's excited to help me find it to make it fit the project, and it's a collaboration. It's always and then we talked about the date theory. Talk about what you think about. When actors the that there it doesn't what is the importance, I guess about collaborating with you as opposed to you know, coming in and going, tell me what you need. Oh, well, OK. I can think of a number of things. Right, that exactly. Um,
1: what you say about tell me what you need means that your ego is a little out of control. It means you want me to see you do it twice. So right. don't come into my office, uh, you know, saying I prepared it two ways because that means that you want me to see it twice. Right. And, you know, that's purely your ego talking. Do people say that to you? Oh, Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, and also, I know that you didn't make a strong choice. You didn't make a strong selection about you know what, who your character was going to be. If I see some potential in you in the first thirty seconds of any audition, or whether you know Mm -hmm. whether the person is right or not, um, I'm happy to rework it and say try it this way or do it that way to go closer to what the director and the producers are looking for. But um, if I don't see that kind of uh, you know, if I see that you're too rigid and you only want to come in and do you know the the one way or the other way, but you've got it two ways, and they were really good, um, I only want to see it one way. and that yeah. gives me, But, you know, at our office, there's this imaginary sign over the door that says, you're here to succeed, not to fail. Yeah. So we totally love actors. We want you to get the part. We yeah. really do. And and so that's... This is what
3: I said in my podcast, guys. Because it, it, it's bad for their business. If they send a tape to a director with a bunch of terrible actors, they're oh. going to go, we'll never hire this casting director again. They right. want you to do well. It's It makes no sense. Why would a store open up and sell products that were all bad. They right. wouldn't. They want you to be do a good job. And
1: there's so many times when there's such great actors, and they just have so. I mean, we love having fun with actors. We love auditioning actors. Oh, I think that's so definitely fun. my favorite part of I love the. It. Uh,
3: I love coming in your office. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You guys are a very cute duo.
1: <laughs> We're on a blue date. We're on a blue date. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. What a good
3: date. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, and then what about this idea that uh, you know actors always personalize it? If it goes back... oh, here's the other thing, sorry. Uh I you've known me you, you see us singing each other's praises. I come in, I have a bad audition, something, you know, I'm just I didn't have enough time, or I maybe even not that, just something maybe going on in my life. Something, and with my, your- something yeah, yeah, something with my family, something you're right, exactly. Do you, where does the bad audition of an of an actor fall? Like, if you've never met them before, and then you have a bad audition, will you never see them again? Oh, no. No, yeah, I mean, so absolutely
1: you, not. No, I mean, I would never, I I would always give someone, I just think, I think it's more how you uh, act as a, a human being. Um, you know, be good humans as, um, you know, what are their names? Uh, the radio DJs used
3: to call it. Be good humans. Yeah. Um, uh, I, but, I, go yeah, ahead. Go, no, 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 you go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, just like we were saying, if you come in and you're, well, I, I was really nervous or I was really sick and, I, and da, 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 excuse, 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 and then you give a bad audition versus someone who's really nice, really personable, saying, I'm just excited, i am doing a lot of stuff, and, da, 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 yeah, yeah. and then they give a bad audition. You're going to care about the person who was more centered and fine and a good person that might have just had a bad audition right. versus.
1: Because yeah. their ego was involved in the first one. I did this and you know, making excuses is your bad part of your ego ego, Uh, you know, trying to screw you up, and that happens a lot. Yes. Um, And you've got to overcome that. You've got to kind of work with your inner child.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, you totally
1: do your work, be with your inner child, and tell, you know, your bad part to just go pound salt. What do you
2: do if you're an actor who has a bad audition? Would you prefer them to reach out and say, I'm sorry that this was my best afterwards? You prefer them, prefer them to say nothing and just submit again if a role is appropriate? What should somebody do? Well, ultimately, it,
1: that would be, still be an excuse, but I would much rather if their agent were to call
3: or, or right, agent Right, said email. they didn't feel their best, can we send you a self-tape? Exactly.
1: That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. I'm totally happy to do it. Sarah and I, um, you know, we have a, our system worked out where basically we see a lot of people in the morning, so we do have live stuff, but we also have found that we get so many self-tapes that that's basically what our afternoons are, yeah. of watching self-tapes and we know within 30 seconds whether they are right yeah. for the part or not. So it's easier. We can probably if we can see 50 people in the morning, we could see 100 people in the afternoon we Right. Can watch 100 tapes in the afternoon. Right. And is that
2: how many tapes you're watching in one afternoon?
1: There are a lot of tapes. Yeah. Wow. I mean,
2: it depends on how many roles we Whoa, have. Baby. And we get, when we
1: get when, submissions, um, we literally get at least 1000 people yeah. submitted for every single role, everything. And we yeah. want look at every single submission, but boy, there's a lot of actors
3: out there. Right. Well, when I coach, I say you know, they'll say they'll start a little flat or whatever, and I go, guys, this is the moment that they see you. We Thirty seconds. Ha- I said, I'd rather have you walk in on audition and say to them, "Can I have a second to prepare?" Right. I go, there's no. I said, no casting director is going to go. Are you kidding? Me? Of course, they're going to say that you. They understand that you're trying to get to the energy that you totally. need to happen in a thing. And I go, so in a self-tape, you must do the same thing. Exactly. I go, because they're going to turn it on, and if you don't have it, and you're going to be, you go, oh, well, I'm going to build, and I'm going to give it to them in the last minute. And I go, don't you never get to the last minute no, if you well, don't if exactly you don't right. have it coming right off the gate. So that's really important as well. So uh, I love, you've kind of gone over your do's and don'ts. you have kind of saying, you know, don't have ego. Oh, boy, yeah. Do collaborate. on the other do, side
1: of the door. Do be <laughs> (laughs) on time,
3: do be, uh, have a great attitude, and just be a, you know, a fun... Creative, humble person, right? A professional. Imagine yeah, it's like it's a, a job proud. interview. Yeah. Uh,
1: you know, but it's a it's a fun job interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then as far as uh, one more thing about auditions, if you want yeah. to, uh, you, you know, what we always say is, you can sit down, you can stand up, you can hang from the chandelier. I don't care how you do it. However, right. you want to do the audition. It's your audition. It's your time. Don't bring in a samurai sword, which heaven wants to. I then went and bought the samurai sword from the guy because I thought it was so cool. But he actually <laughs> went and he bought a samurai sword and he said it was 40 bucks. I said, all right, I'll give you 40 bucks until so it hangs in my office. But I remember when he was in our little office, which is smaller than so this studio small, here. yeah. And...
2: He was flailing it away oh, on, for some, dude. you know, and we were just like, that's inappropriate. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I don't it's need a that. Well, yeah. at least they didn't kiss your feet. We heard uh, Yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Victoria Burris told the story where someone like, went over there and like was kissing your feet or something for a thing. And she oh, was like, yeah. boundaries, boundaries. Yeah.
1: yeah, wow. Oh, boy. Didn't yeah. get the part of it.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, did nope. not. Yeah. Um, so to, uh, we have time for our story from the set, which is we... Both got to work with Russ Craven, and mm-hmm. you got to work on 1, 2, and 3. Yeah. What was your... We were talking about him. Mm. He's just... This is a man who has psychotic, scary, bloody things in his creative work, but we both said we're talking about he him was as a person. He was
1: the most honorable man. I mean, I love the directors I, I've worked with. Yeah. I have been so honored, but I, Wes Craven was a man among men, and he was so fair about women's rights and yeah. about, about, about... So International Women's Day, I didn't think about him, but I will now make a special homage to him. Because yeah. he was always so... He was fantastic with actors. I I loved him to death. He was smarter. He's so well so read. Smart. He was so smart and so yeah. humble, but you know, creative and just that, that whole team, that family. We yeah, really were it was a, family it was for, a family for a long time. They're
3: just a sweet, sweet group of people. Yeah, and and you know, the other thing is horror movies get they're finally getting some love. You know, thanks to Jordan Peele and a bunch of other people. And, yeah, and uh, but. I told you he reminds me of Rob because they just want Rob Zombie, sorry. Uh name drop, sorry, did you pick that up? Uh but he but they both wanted good acting in their yeah, horror movies. That's exactly right. Way back it wasn't just, you know, a couple girls with their boobs out, some blood involved. No, he wanted good yes, acting. He yes, he, he did. He always wanted good acting. And I
1: can still remember when Matthew Lillard came in on audition. It was just like, oh, my God, you're I so good. He, yeah. he just, You could just tell this kid was just an extraordinary talent. I yeah, mean, and that's yeah. those are the moments we had a lot on all the Scream yeah, movies. all the
3: Screams. Yeah. Your cast were phenomenal. Thank you very much. Yeah, it was really great. We I mean, uh, we, We'll have to have you back to more stuff because this is just, it's all so good.
1: Boy, do I have stories.
2: Yeah, oh, my gosh. I know, I know. You oh, can't does. see that at the end. Oh. <laughs>
3: but yes, a good, it's song. a good yeah. tease. It's a it's good tease. It's a good tease. See, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't the podcasting wasn't no, that bad. No, it wasn't. Bad, I'm right? just trying
1: to figure out what color I'm wearing next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there like, you go. This is the color. But what we, are we are
3: had doing? the blue date. We have we've always had good dates in terms of uh, auditions and yeah. so we had to coordinate even unknowingly.
2: Yeah.
3: It, it was the vision board. There you go.
2: I think I think they're <laughs> we're cutting, in, f- one oh. we're cutting in one second. Sean's taking us out of here.
3: I'm taking us out of here. Oh, okay. <laughs> so uh, as all, thank you, Lisa. Obviously, uh, if you have social media, do you uh, uh, do you want people to follow you or anything like that? Or no, not?
1: my Facebook is usually for people I've dated or there had dinner
3: guess. with. Okay. So, where can we find you, Roxy?
0: Everywhere at Roxy Stryer. Jeff,
3: Mr. Fantabulous.
0: Uh I still haven't, I've got to figure out how to split my Instagram and Twitter. But if you want to follow me, go to my Instagram at Jeffrey Crane Graham. How's that?
3: And then I am everywhere That's at, at Sean, at, uh, at Sean Whalen actor, except on TikTok, it's at Sean Whalen 19. And there's an explanation for that that was actually pretty good from somebody. So, okay. uh, so that's where you can find me. And as always, thank you for letting me be part of your journey.
0: Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz see you later. <laughs>